Welcome to the Dwellings Podcast. We're glad you tuned in. Enjoy this message by Pastor Gunnar. Feels like we're in England, doesn't it? It's dreary and drizzly and cold. How many Christmas people I got in the house today? How, how many people, is it already Christmas at your house? Raise your hand if your Christmas tree is up. Okay, only one person needs prayer. Heidi, would you stand? Let's, let's just gather around. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm impressed. You guys have such self-control. Um, hey, we, we're celebrating Veterans Day, and we're thankful for the men and women who've served in our armed forces. We don't take freedom for granted, do we? We thank God for that freedom, but we know that that came... Uh, at a price. So we just thank you for, for, for your service. If you're, uh, if you're a veteran, would you, would you stand? I think we've got one or two, right? Come on. Yep, right in the back. We honor you guys today. We thank you. So good. All right. We've been in a series called Confessions. Everybody say Confessions. And if this is your first Sunday here, it's not what you think. We're not, we're not telling our deepest, darkest, darkest secrets to each other. Although that's probably not a bad idea. Series called Confessions. It's about what we believe and why it matters. What is our confession? We're confessional people. There's this thing called the Apostles' Creed that um, it depends on what church environment you grew up in. You might have re read that every Sunday, recited that. You may have it memorized. But, um, but we've, what we're doing is we're breaking down that creed and just going down every topic and saying, you know, what is it that we actually believe? Rather than just going through the motions of church, actually asking ourselves, what do we believe? And why does this matter? All right, so we've answered some of these questions or actually just posed some of these questions and exploring them together. Week one was, who is God? Week two was, who is Jesus? Week three was, who was the Holy Spirit? Week four was, what is the church? And then Pastor Brandon preached last week, why the resurrection? Why is the resurrection so important? And today, now, it, I, I'll tell you my topic, but before I say that, I've been gone for four weeks. Have y'all noticed? Yeah. I was here last week, but I didn't preach. And I, I'm just going to say, I think I got the hardest ones. The next three weeks, and so it's fair, right? Today, I'm talking about the judgment, judgment day. Next week, we're talking about heaven and hell. And then the next week, the last week of the series, we're talking about the end times. I should let JT preach that one. Okay. So it's going to be fun. And I hope what, what, what I'm trying to get at is the Lord might want to change our minds about how we see things. And so open minds, open hearts, um, judgment day. How many, how many church kids I got in the room? You know all about Judgment Day. A preacher has stomped and sweated all about Judgment Day your whole life, probably, if you grew up in church. You probably heard the phrase a lot. If you weren't raised in the church, you're probably thinking Terminator right now. Just saying. I can remember being scared to death as a kid. Like it was the, the fires of hell were in my 
frontal lobe, whatever. You're like I, that, that's all I could think about. For, there was a there was a long stretch of time as a as an adolescent where I was terrified. I remember one time we had a um, we had a lunar eclipse. Yeah, you know, if you know, you know. And I remember like everybody being excited about the blood moon. And I'm like, how can you be excited about a blood moon? Like, and I remember watching that thing and like, I just went inside. My heart was beating so fast. I thought I was going to die. Jesus is going to come back and I was going to burn in hell. Like that was what I, I was terrified of judgment day. And I didn't understand the gospel because my idea of the gospel, my idea of judgment day was I had to be good enough that when my good deeds were weighed on the scale with my bad deeds, I hope to God my good deeds outweighed my bad. And I don't know, nobody taught me that, but that's just how we think. We think, okay, God is holy. He's just, he's perfect. There's a judgment coming and there's going to be this separation. And I've got to, man, I got to live up to this. Well, as at that age, I I was terrified that I was not going to make the cut. I, I would lay in bed at night on my pillow and I would just think about these things. Couldn't go to sleep. What if Jesus came back? What if I died in my sleep? Where am I going? And these are questions that we need to actually ask ourselves, right? I don't know that we live in turmoil for like months and years over the fact that we don't know if we're uh, uh, in the family of God or not, but this is where I was. I'm just telling you, have you been there before? Have you been just like scared to death about where you're spending eternity? And then of course, if you grew up in, in church, there was the movies that just scared the living bejesus out of you. And then every October we'd load up and go to the judgment house, you know, like, and if you don't just ask their neighbor, if, if they said, yep, then just ask them what that is. But like, I, what I'm thankful for is that there was this constant awareness that this life is not all there is, right? But what I had wrong was I was living in fear over it because I didn't understand the gospel. And my prayer today, the whole reason we're doing this series and this message today is you don't have to live in fear every day of your life about where you're going to spend eternity. You can have an assurance you can have faith, you can have trust in Jesus and his finished work on the cross. And because your work's not good enough, his is. And y'all should have just jumped and shouted like Alabama scored a touchdown or Georgia when I said that because that's the best news ever. Is we don't have to lay awake at night wondering where am I going to go when I die? Have you thought about this lately? We don't talk a lot about it. But it's an important question. But the gospel is hope. The gospel gives us good news. I've jumped in too quick, I know. <laughs> so maybe you have a view of God as God's a might, you know, just a mad old man ready to smite you. Maybe you've kind of pushed the idea of judgment away so far in the reaction to what you've heard that it's actually not even anything you think about anymore. I hope that this dive into scripture this morning is going to give us some clarity on judgment day and how we should live in light of it. All right. So let's look at what the Bible teaches. And I told Josiah, just put one verse up today because I have 38,000 verses. And um, but I promise I won't go long. Here we go. 
Here's the thing is about judgment. Uh, the judgment is certain. The judgment day is certain. Hebrews 9.23 says, Just as it is appointed for man to die once, and after that comes the judgment. Somebody say, it's coming. It's coming. And, and I know this is a weird message. And I know this is one of those like we wish we hadn't come today. But guys, judgment day is on the way. In every moment we live, we are closer to it. It's an appointed time. Acts 17, 31 says he has fixed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by a man whom he's appointed, Jesus. And of this, he's given us assurance to all by raising him from the dead. Like Brandon talked about last week, we have assurance Jesus is raised from the dead and he stands as a righteous judge. A righteous judge. Matthew 24, 36. But concerning that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven nor the Son, but the Father only. So it's certain it's a fixed time. And Jamin doesn't know when it's going to happen. Daniela doesn't know. I don't know when it's going to happen. Not even the, the created spiritual beings know when this is going to happen. But it's a set day. It's a certainty. Judgment day can't be stopped. It's like a freight train at full speed. It will reach its destination. It's coming swiftly and it's entirely unavoidable. And I'll tell you why that's good news. Because judgment day is not only certain, but judgment day is a day of reckoning. It's a day of reckoning for every person who's ever walked the face of the earth, living and dead. We just sang about it. But it's also a day of reckoning for the spirit realm. For 2 Peter 2.4 talks about how the, the angels, the rebellious ones, are, are in chains of darkness until the judgment. Guess what's going to happen to the judgment? The enemy and all of his fallen angels are going to be judged. That's good news. That's good news. There is a day coming and it's unavoidable for your enemy. Satan. The powers of darkness will be dealt with finally. It's a day of reckoning for humanity. Revelation 20 says, then I saw a great white throne and him who was seated on it. We sang this this morning from his presence, the earth and sky fled away and no place was found for them. And I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the, grown, the, the, the throne. How many know great and small? It doesn't matter what you've accomplished in life, how much money you've got. We're all going to stand before the throne. We're all going to stand before judgment. And it says the books were opened. And then another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged by what was written in the books according to what they had done. And even the sea gave up the dead that were in it. Death and Hades gave up the dead who were in them, and they were judged, each one of them, according to what they had done. Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death. How I many know what first, first death is enough? But there is a second death to, to those who have not put their trust and their faith in Jesus. Guys, this is just in the, I'm just reading the Bible. I'm reading the Bible. And one of the things that I'm really burdened about right now, and I, I can, can I just be honest with you? I've grown so accustomed 
to ministry and the Bible and all this stuff that I gotten soft. And I would say this, you've gotten soft too. If this isn't on our forefront of our minds every single day and the people that we love and the people that we work with and the people in our families, if it's not on the forefront of our minds about eternity and how, what we say and how, how we respond to things, guys, we've got to have a lens of eternity. And if it's not, we've gotten soft and we've lost sight of things. What are we living for? Right? Are we living for the next dollar? Are we living for approval? Or are we living for the well done? My good and faithful servant. There is a judgment day coming. There's a reckoning that is coming. There's another um, I think it's, it's really long that Jesus talked about in Matthew 25. I won't read all of it. But he says, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he'll sit on his throne and before him will be gathered all the nations and he will separate he will separate. This is the Bible. He will separate the sheep from the goats. And it says that, that they'll say, look, we did this. We, we, we prophesied in your name. We cast out demons in your name. We served you. We did all those things. And Jesus will say, I never knew you. Which tells me it's more than what you do, right? We'll be judged by what we do, but it's more than what we do. It's a heart issue. Why do we do the things we do? Here's, a, here's why the day of judgment is, a, is good news. Because all wrongs will be made right. Have you ever been done wrong? Have you ever been hurt? Have you ever experienced something in your life that was just so much suffering that you didn't know if you could go one more day? Guess what? Every bit of suffering... Every sin against you will be dealt with on the day of judgment. All wrongs will be made right. And that's good news. It's good news. This day is both the delight of the Lord and the heartache of the Lord. Listen to this. Listen to his heart. When, 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 when God, and he knows, he only knows the day. And there's a part of him that cannot wait for this day to come. And there ought to be a part of us that cannot wait for judgment day to come because all wrongs will be made right. All suffering will be over. No more tears will be shed. This is what judgment day is. It's a day of reckoning for wrong. And there's part of God's heart that says, I cannot wait until it's done. But there's a part in God's heart in his unrelenting mercy where he says, I, I don't want it to come because there are those who have not found me and received me yet. And his heart is burdened for those who don't know him. And our heart, listen, our hearts ought to be burdened for the same thing. We ought to look forward to that day. It's the both and. It's the tension of the kingdom yet again. Like it's this, it's this longing for the, the day of judgment where all wrongs are made right. But there's this hesitancy of Lord, but we're not ready yet. There are so many that have not heard. And there's a tension in the, in the heart of the Lord himself. He's like, I cannot wait till this day. But his heart is burdened for those who don't know him yet. The final judgment will deal finally with everything that harms us and hinders love. That's what judgment is. 
It's the final dealing with everything that hinders love. Judgment day is not just certain. Judgment day is not just a day of reckoning. Judgment day is a reward. It's a day of reward. 1 Peter 3.18, For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but, be, but being made alive in the Spirit. It's a day of reward because nothing we did earned our standing with God. Because of what Jesus finished on the cross for you, you're rewarded. That's why it's good news. Judgment day is a day of reward. Romans 8, 1 says that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. If you're in Christ, if you've put your faith and your trust in Christ, you're going to stand at the judgment seat of the king one day, and you're not going to be condemned. There is zero condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. I don't know why you aren't cheering I don't know if we believe it. Can I just say that? I don't know if we believe it. I don't know most days I believe this. Because some days I don't think about it. I don't live my life that way. Am I the only one? There's no condemnation. Revelation 3, 5, the one who conquers will be clothed in white garments and I will never blot his name out from the book of life. I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. Jesus, the mediator, clothing you in white, representing purity, representing one who has never had any fault at all. You will stand before the judgment seat of Christ if you are in him faultless. Unbelievable, scandalous. That's what grace is. It's what he did on the cross for you that makes you clean. As clean as Jesus before the judgment seat of God. Unbelievable. His righteous judgment will burn away everything that hinders love. The judgment of God will make all things right by putting an end to things that aren't right. But for some, those who place their faith and trust in him for their salvation on this day, there's a different story. Because on that day, when all things are made right, there will stand a people who have already been made right by the blood of Jesus. On the banks of the Jordan, you remember this, John the baptizer, he says, Behold, the Lamb of God, who what? Takes away the sin of the world. Here's the thing. On judgment day, he's going to completely take away the sin of the world. He will literally remove it. That's what that whole thing about casting into the lake of fire was all about. He's taking sin and he's completely doing away with it. Now, what it, what, why this matters is if we are in sin, we get put in that So he is hauling away everything that is destruction, that is sin, that is wrong. And he's doing away with it. In his righteousness, in his goodness, he's doing away with all things that are wrong. If I am still in sin, that's where I go. 
But if I'm in Christ, all that's left after judgment will be what is right. And I will be left if I'm in, if I'm in Christ because I've been made right, not by what I've done, not by what I've, if I've been to church enough, not by if I've signed up to serve, not if I helped the old lady across the street, if I gave my money. None of that matters if we're not in Christ. And all that matters in our lives is what we've done with Jesus on that final day. Judgment day is good news for those who are in Christ. Here's the tension again. It's not about what we've done, but we'll be rewarded for what we've done. So if the fight in you right now is, am I in Christ or not? This is really simple. I'm, I'm just, I'm getting ahead of myself, but I want to give you some hope. All you have to do is surrender your life to Jesus. Believe, confess with your mouth. Christ, Christ is Lord. He's died for your sins. He was raised from the dead and you will be saved. That's what scripture says. Putting your faith and your trust in Jesus. And if you've never done that before, today be a really good day to do that. But here's the thing. If you know Christ, you say, well, what, this, what does this matter for me? What does judgment day mean for me? Because I'm under this, I'm under the blood of Jesus and under grace. So what? No, but we're still going to be rewarded for what we've done. We're still going to be rewarded. Blessed are you, Jesus says in Matthew chapter 5, when others revile and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad for your reward is great in heaven. Your reward is great when people lie about you because of Jesus. Your reward is great when people slander you because of Jesus, your reward is great when people threaten you because of Jesus. Now, when I was a kid, we would, we would read this in church and I would think, oh, that's for people across the world who, who live in these nations where it's dangerous to be a Christian. Can I just, can we look around in America right now and realize that we're kind of getting there? There are people in this room, this week you already have anxiety about going to class tomorrow because that's happened to you every day. And can I just tell you something? The applause of men pales in comparison to the well done of Jesus that you're going to hear one day. That's all that matters is his voice. And it's easy to say when we're not in it, when we're not being persecuted. But I'm telling you, can I just encourage you today? The reward for you is great when you're persecuted. The reward for you in heaven on judgment day will be great. Yeah. <laughs> Matthew 25, 23, Jesus told a parable and he said this, his master said to the good servant, he said, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter in, into the joy of your master. There is a reward for faithfulness. There's a reward for just sticking with it, guys. Just sticking with it. The end of suffering itself will be our reward. Listen to this. Re Revelation 21, 4. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death will be no more. Neither shall there be mourning or crying or pain anymore. For the former things have been passed away. There's not going to be tears. There's not going to be anything to cry about. There's no suffering. There's no death. 
Guys, this is good news. Come judgment day. Come on. I want that more today than I ever have in my life. I'm tired of suffering. I'm tired of it. And Jesus, his heart is, I want an end to this. But there are so many who are not ready for that day. And so his mercy stays the calendar. He is our great reward. The final thing I want to talk about is judgment gives us a framework for living. We think about judgment, we think about dying, right? But judgment is more about living than it is about dying. Jonathan Edwards, the revivalist in the first great awakening, he was famous for saying this, Lord, stamp eternity on our eyeballs. God, give us a vision. Give us a vision for, for there's more than this, this, this life. Like we, we ought to have a lens that everything we see is, is seen through the lens of eternity. And every word that we say, everything that we do, there's, there's a day in mind. How, how would you live differently if the day was on your mind? 1 Corinthians 4, no, Romans 14, 12. It says, so each of us will give an account of himself to God. Matthew 12, 36, I tell you on the day of judgment, people will give an account for every careless word they speak. Would we guard our mouths a little more if we had the day in mind? Would, would we... Would we would we be careful how we respond to people if we had the day in mind? And then one of the things that, that, that helps me, it, it not only makes, makes me, reminds me that we're account, I'm accountable for every action, every word, but it also reminds me that I am not the judge. So having a lens of eternity reminds me I am not the one to be judging you. Right? First Corinthians 4, 5 says, Don't pronounce judgment before the time, before the Lord comes, who brings to light the things now hidden in darkness and discloses the purposes of the heart. Then each one will receive his commendation from God. Romans 14, 10. Why do you pass judgment on your brother? Why did you despise your brother? For we will all stand before the judgment. So, so it's relational. Having a lens of eternity and having the day in mind affects my relationships here in this life. You see? It matters how we treat each other. And so don't feel like getting even has to be your priority. Things are going to be made right one day. All things are going to be made right. Matthew 7, 2, For the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. That ought to change how we judge people, how we, what we say about people. Romans 12, 19, Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to God. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. Judgment day, as my lens reminds me that the ultimate decision I must make, you must make, everyone must make is what do you do with Jesus? 
John chapter 12, verse 48, Jesus says, The one who rejects me and doesn't receive my words already has a judge. The word that I have spoken will judge him on the last day. How many times do we have to hear the gospel and harden our hearts over and over? I pray today that someone either in this room or watching online or listening to the podcast later would just open your heart to the Lord. Don't harden it anymore. You've heard the word today. What I've spoken today, as hard it has been for me to give and as hard as it has been for you to receive, you will be accountable for what you've heard and what you did with Jesus. Matthew 7, 21 through 23. I made reference to this earlier, but Jesus said, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom, but the one who does the will of my Father who's in heaven. On that day, that day, Many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do mighty works in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Do you know it's possible to be a pastor, a church planter, and Jesus not know you? Do you know it's possible to give a majority of your life giving and serving in the church and you stand before God one day and all of that is burned away and all that's left is your heart laid open bare before the Lord. And there will only be one question. Does Jesus know me? Did I ever let him know me? Did I ever open my heart and let him in or was I always fighting to do what he, I thought he wanted? There's a difference. So the question is today, do you know him? Does he know you? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish. When this happens, there are those who have believed that will not perish. The second death is not for you. But have eternal life. And we, we don't quote verse 17, but listen to this. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn it. But in order that the world might be saved through him. Jesus has done everything for you to be made right with God. It's not up to your hard work. It's the finished work of Jesus on the cross. And I believe today somebody needs to say yes to that. Somebody needs to just open their heart to Jesus. And so the question is, have you settled this? Romans 10 verses 8 through 11 says, the word is near you. There it is. It's in the atmosphere this morning. The word is near you. It's in your mouth and it's in your heart. It's the word of faith that we preach, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You will be saved. 
For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. If you're in Christ one day, you're going to stand before the judgment seat of, of Christ and you're not going to have any shame because whoever believes in him is not put to shame. Have you settled this? Let's all stand. Melissa, if you come. It really is my prayer this morning that instead of resisting, that we would really open our heart to the Lord. If you don't know him today, and I'm going to ask you to do something really bold. But if you don't know Jesus, and maybe you've gone through the motions and you've done all the stuff, but the fruit and the evidence of knowing him is not in your life, I want to ask you just to raise your hand real high. a couple people here here's what I want us to do I, I, I like what Brandon did last week I want us to just pray a prayer together it's not a magical prayer that saves us but it's a heart that has faith in the finished work of Jesus and the free gift of salvation let's can we just say this prayer together together and those of you raise your hands just mean this to the Lord just you and the Lord it's not about everybody else in this room okay just pray this prayer out loud together everybody Lord Jesus Thank you for loving me. Thank you for gr having grace for me and mercy on me. Lord, I receive your free gift of eternal life. I believe and I, I give you my life. I give you my heart. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And God's going to give you grace. He's going to give you power to live the life. That, you, that you've said you want to live for him today. It's not even up to you anymore. You've got, you've got, a, you've got somebody called the paraclete in the, in the Greek, the Holy Spirit that comes alongside of you and leads you and guides you and fills you. And I just pray you're just filled with the Holy Spirit and that he guides you and you hear his voice and his word comes alive to you. Jesus is the best friend. He's the kindest guy you'll ever meet in your life. And now you belong to him. Come on, can we just celebrate this this morning? I want to close with this. I told y'all I had a lot of scripture. Thank y'all for sticking with this. I know this has been a real, like a, you know, prickly message this morning. But man, it's the truth. It's just the Bible. And when, there are a lot of things we just need to get back to because it matters. 1 John 2.28 I, I want this to be our, I want this to be the lens through which we go this week and leave this place and live our lives this week. First John 2, 28. And now, dear children, continue in him. That when he appears, we may be confident and unashamed before him at his coming. Come on, let's live for the well done, my good and faithful servant. Let God give us eyes 
to see eternity. Give us eyes to see our lives through an eternal lens. Looking to that day when you make all things right. Lord, we live for the well done. We want to hear your voice. If that's your prayer, say amen. Amen. Community leaders, we got if you guys in here. Could you come on up and just be ready to receive people for prayer? If you prayed that prayer this morning, I want to encourage you to come get connected with somebody up here and, um, and just, you know, just have them pray for you and get you connected with a community that, that can help you walk with Jesus. And, um, and then if you have any kind of need in prayer, I want you to come up and just receive prayer um, that you need. Lord, thank you so much for today. Thank you for your word that transforms us. And we just love you. Thank you for your family that you've given us. And I uh, just pray just a blessing, protection over the hearts and minds of people in this house, Lord. We, we're just so thankful for what you're doing. We're thankful for mercy. We're thankful for the cross. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You guys have a great week. We hope you enjoyed this message. For more information, visit thedwellingchurch.org.